is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline of SystemsForSelfCare.com, where I teach you to consistently take daily action so you can feel happier, healthier, and more confident. So we have been talking about how I became a runner, right? Lots of starting and stopping, lots of zero to 100, lots of me going from A, trying to make it to Z, lots of the couch to 5K, couch to marathon, and back to couch. Uh, wasn't so consistent. Those plans, you know, like they helped me dip my toes into the water, but it was too much all at once and it wasn't stuff that I can be consistent with. So we're going to talk today a little bit more about how I became consistent because that zero to 100 lifestyle is no longer how I live my life. Thank goodness. We'll talk more about how I became consistent, but before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about creating the life you want to live this summer, getting yourself to feel, doing the things to help yourself feel happier, healthier, and more confident. Summer Consistency Camp. Well, first, let's welcome some of the new camp uh, campers, uh, Katrina, Rebecca, Jen, Calla, Jocelyn, Hannah, Erica, Alex. I might have missed a few. Um, I know some of you have just enrolled. Super excited to get on calls with you guys. Um, I love... I think that when people come to me, they know that I'm not going to give them that quick fix plan that's not going to last. And it's really people who have done that crap before and they're like, cool, that doesn't work. I need something that I can actually be consistent with. So I'm loving the conversations that we're having on Zoom and the plans that we are creating to help you be consistent. So let me tell you a little bit about some of the habits that we've been working on and how this is making uh, my clients' lives better. So I have one client who is working on single serving desserts, <laughs> single serving desserts. So she is not, um, not allowing herself to have dessert. And also she's not being so permissive where she's eating all of the dessert. She is practicing having a single serving dessert every night and getting to enjoy that single serving dessert, rewiring her brain to make this an actual habit, right? I have another client who's working on a bedtime, right? So her morning is not so great because her sleep is suffering. So we're working on creating a bedtime without technology so that she can wake up and she can go and do the things that help her feel good, happy, healthy, confident. I have another client who is working on a morning walking routine and an evening walking routine. Um, What does that do for her? It helps her be active. And when she's active, she gets to feel accomplished, right? And when you feel accomplished, you keep going. You build this like really solid foundation and then you habit stack. You add another habit on top of that and you're able to be consistent because you have this momentum and you're like, cool, I'm just a consistent person. I used to be sporadic. (laughs) I used to start and stop, but look, I am consistent, right? And you build, you build on that and you start to become more active. And then the more you do it, cool. If like weight loss is your goal, your overall goal, the thing that you want, you want to change your body, fine. Let's go about it in a way that you're actually going to be able to be, able to be consistent with, something that's sustainable and you're going to be able to do when you travel and life happens. I have another client who um, was struggling with lunches. Um, she was kind of like going out a lot, ordering food. Um, not feeling so great after lunch and also her wallet, not feeling so great as she looked as she's spending like $17 
on lunch. So feeling tired from lunch and also feeling annoyed that she's spending so much money on lunch. So what we're working on is her making a five-piece salad for lunch, right? And having fun with that, incorporating different things. What happens when you do this habit, right? Because it's not it's not actually about the salad, but it's like the salad, doing the habit is the vehicle for feeling good, not gross. Doing the habit, doing the action helps you change your internal state. Now you get to feel accomplished. Now you get to feel energized. Now you get to feel proud, content, joy, happiness, right? So the habit, the action that you take, it's the thing you do so that you get to feel a different way. If you're if you've been in that life where you are constantly feeling annoyed with yourself, frustrated with yourself, um you know, just like, oh, I keep starting and stopping. I, you know, I, I never, I'm never consistent. This is the way to be consistent. You pick habits that you actually can be consistent with. So summer consistency, consistency camp, remember it is a dollar a day. This is a no brainer. This is going to help you be consistent. And when you're consistent, you're going to get to feel happier. You're going to get to feel healthier and you're going to be more confident in yourself and in your body and the way that you navigate life. It's a dollar a day. Click the link in the show notes, or you can go to systemsforselfcare.com slash summer consistency camp. This is going to close up this week. If you're going on vacation, don't worry. You can buy it now and we can schedule your call after you're done with vacation, or we can schedule it before vacation. You can go and, you know, drink water while you're on vacation. It's up to you. If you feel like, no, I need like a little, I can't think about this while I'm getting ready to travel. Totally get it. We'll buy it now because it's going to close up and then we'll schedule the call for after your vacation. I have a couple of clients that are doing that. Totally fine. All right, let's get to today's episode. So we left off, we're talking about zero to 100, zero to 100. Ah, that doesn't work so well. (laughs) Doing a 100 day running streak and then um, feeling so relieved that I don't have to run once the, the, the streak is over. Great. That didn't build a habit, wasn't consistent. This wasn't something that I could, you know, be, it wasn't sustainable. It's not something I could do every day for the rest of my life. Um, After the 100 day running streak, I kind of kept doing the same thing, kept doing the same thing with running. And so I would sign up for a marathon, right? Man, you know, I'm not running. What can I do to get myself to run again? Oh, I know I can be super extreme and I can sign up for a marathon. So I did that several times and that's great. And here's the hard thing is that you're getting a lot, a lot of external praise for going from zero to 100. A lot of people feel inspired or motivated or just like, wow, that's so cool that you're doing. You're getting a lot of external praise. So you're like, maybe this is what I should keep doing. Um, but you can't stick, you can't stick with it. (laughs) People don't, it's, it's flashy to say, Hey, I'm running for, you know, I ran a marathon that's flashy, but what happens when the marathon is over, right? It's the same thing when people do keto. Great. You have this dramatic weight loss. Wonderful. What happens when you no longer want to do this? Right? So I kept finding myself going back and falling back to zero. Things really started to change when we left Atlanta, we left Atlanta and we started traveling more. Um, it was like, Oh shoot. Like <laughs> I, how do I, how do I train for a marathon? I can't do that. How, what do I do so that I can actually, you know, be consistent with movement? And the truth is, is it was a struggle. Um, 2018, 2019, it was a struggle to be consistent with movement. Um, cause I didn't have habits in place and I didn't know if I don't have a gym membership, how am I, you know, doing this? If I'm not training for a race, how am I doing this? Um, So I remember, you know, I kind of started running again and did a marathon 
2019, fall of 2019, you know, talked about it on the podcast, did the trail marathon, the Displains Trail uh, race. And that race, I did not listen to what running coaches said, and I did not push myself to the max. And um, I didn't look at my time at all. I, my goal was just to keep running. Actually, I think I had three goals for that race. Uh, let, me, let's, let me see if I can remember them. But um, one was to um, still like running when the race is done. Um, to finish, to train and finish it without injury. Oh, there might've been another one. I think it was just that maybe there were two, but like, or to enjoy the process. Maybe that was it. But like, I, you know, I was just so sick of, I was sick and tired of quitting. (laughs) I was sick and tired of quitting and not quitting on myself, but quitting because I was doing too much. Right. So that 2019 marathon is really when things started to change. And I was like, the starting and stopping thing isn't working. You need to be consistent with things. How can you do that? Okay, cool. Maybe don't push yourself to 120. Maybe just be okay with showing up and consistently moving. And so that marathon sucked. There's a podcast I did during that marathon. It sucked. It was hard. It was cold. It was blah. But guess what? A week after that race was done, I got back out there and I started running again and I was excited to go run. Um, I liked it. Right. And so I actually, at the end of 2019, I was still running like uh, double digit miles on weekends. And I think I joined a run group and I was training for a half marathon. I, I had no intention to run the half marathon, but I just wanted to make sure that I was running, moving my body and being consistent through Chicago winters, through crappy Chicago winters. And so beginning of 2020, I was like, look, I, you know, I'm in pretty good shape. You know, why don't I sign up for another marathon? And so I was supposed to run a marathon in, um, I can't even remember if it was March or April of 2020. And, you know, mileage, like it was getting done. I was being consistent. There was no like fighting with myself over running. I would like I would actually drive to a different part of the city to start my long run so that I was in just like a funner neighborhood, a funner neighborhood, a neighborhood that was more fun. Um, my dog just knocked over markers with her table, her tail. Cool. Thanks, Jameson. <laughs> All good. She's deaf. She can't hear me. So I would travel to a different part of the city. I would travel back to Wicker Park where we used to live and I would park my car and then I would run and I would get to downtown and be able to run on the lake. So that was really nice and it was wonderful. And I really, really enjoyed that. But I was having a lot of trouble with my knee and my hip at that time and didn't really know what to do and had been going to physical therapy for a while and was like, this isn't changing. Nothing's getting better. And that's when I went to a doctor who was like, you know, why don't you take a week off? And she didn't say no to the marathon. She didn't say no, but she was like, just take a week off. And do a couple of these different things and, you know, let's see what happens. And that was around the time that the world started to shut down. And so I also was like, maybe I don't need to be running double digits. If I'm having trouble with my knee and my hip, maybe I don't need to be putting this pressure on myself right now. So I made the decision to not run that marathon. And then the marathon got canceled anyway. So that worked that worked out, I guess. Um, and then I, you know, the, the knee and hip thing, it was like – It was interesting because it was like this first time that me personally was no longer, I was no longer starting and stopping, right? Like I had my head, I'm being consistent, I'm being consistent, but my body was like, nah, we got to (laughs) stop. We got to stop. This isn't this, you need to figure out 
something else. And so that started the whole, let me figure out what the F to do about my knee and my hip and the physical therapy and the cortisone shots and the, the that not working. And then the Googling and, and is this a Baker cyst or is this my mind that has created this problem? You know, why am I experiencing this pain and working with different physical therapists and really trying to figure out. So 2020 wasn't running at all. Even though I wanted to be running, my body did not need to be running. So while that sucked (laughs) and it would have been great to have running through the pandemic, it gave me a chance to slow down and it forced me to rebuild, to start again from zero and rebuild, but this time do it smart. This time actually create habits instead of just doing random things. And so at the beginning of 2020, again, actually, this is, I don't even think I knew that the pandemic was happening, but this is when I started, you need to really be focusing on strength training. And I was like, should I go to a gym? And I was like, I don't want to go to a gym. And I downloaded some strength training plans online. I was like, I don't want to do those workouts. And so, or I can't, that hurts me. There was a time that doing lunges, it actually hurt my hip. It felt like I was pinching. So I had to start over at zero and I had to rebuild. And I started with 15 minutes of daily movement. So I would go into my basement and I had, I made like a a little chart where I picked out exercises that I could do and I'd want to do. So burpees were not on that. Mountain climbers were not on that. It was literally like doing squats. I could do squats. Lunges hurt, but I could do squats. And I started with just that. And so I would set a timer for 15 minutes. I knew exactly where I was going in my basement in the morning. And I set a timer for 15 minutes. I'm going to put some music on, make it attractive. And I'm going to do these workouts. I'm going to do these exercises, these moves for 15 minutes. And then I'm going to color my 365 habit tracker and give myself a compliment. So I built that habit. And repeated it over and over and over and over again and taught it to some people and some people stuck with it. A lot of people learned it and then didn't stick with it, but it didn't matter. I was going to stick with it because this is something that I needed to rebuild my body. I couldn't run. Um, I couldn't go to workout classes. I mean, it was the pandemic. And also it just was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do everything that they were telling me to do. So I really just started with that and started with the squats and then uh, started with lunges and adding weights to things, but all throughout 2020, I just focused on doing 15 minutes in the morning of strengthening my body. And it looked different. So it wasn't always doing squats and lunges. There was upper in there. And then days that I needed a rest day, I would foam roll for 15 minutes, or I would just stretch and I would just do yoga for 15 minutes. Right? So it didn't, something was always going to fit into that 15 minutes, what it was, was going to be a little bit different. Kind of like the five P's. I'm always going to have plants and protein process the five P's, right? But what goes in that is, is going to change. It's going to look a little bit different. So there there's the novelty. So I have the structure, but there's novelty within the structure. So it doesn't get boring. So I continued on with the 15 minutes throughout 2020. Um, and then I think I added, you know, the um, biking. I started biking in the evenings, added that habit. And then I started working with um, Brody, who I had on the podcast, the um, physical therapist from Australia. And he got me back to running with his return to running plan in the fall. And it started very slow. I don't know, maybe it was like 30 seconds of running. I don't even remember, but it was very, very slow. 
And the focus was not on the mile, like, oh, you need to run a mile. The focus was on consistently running and also rewiring my thoughts about my body. You know, noticing if there was pain, noticing if I, you know, is this unbearable? Is this something that I can deal with? And it's like the more that I thought thoughts about my body being okay and I did not listen to the thoughts about the anxiety about my knee and my hip, the easier it became. Like it, I, it just – that pain, that chronic pain started to – go away. Um, obviously this isn't for everyone. Obviously if you have acute pain, if you did something to hurt yourself, that is completely different. But this was like, this was a lot of anxiety about my body that was creating these pain sensations. Um, but so the end of 2020, I'm finally back to running again and it's very slow. It's very steady. The great thing about this was, I, for the first time in my life, I was actually strength training and running. They coexisted. They were happening concurrently. That never happened. Usually in the past, one would drop off, I, you know. And so this is the first time that I'm doing that. And because it's short, you know, I was just running like 20 minutes, run walking like 20 minutes, or I'm just lifting for 15 minutes. It's short. I can squeeze them both into my day. And there's no like, oh, I won't have enough time or oh, I don't want to do this. I made it fun by listening to music. So Again, had to rebuild this. Instead of going from zero to 100, had to start with really small habits that I could actually be consistent with with, and I would actually do. And these habits were specific, they were simple, and they were sustainable, right? So that's end of 2020, building up a little bit more, running a little bit more. And then it's winter in Chicago and it's like, you know, we all hate being outside, right? So running during the winter looked way different. There were times that I was crying because it was so cold outside and I just hated living here and I hated the pandemic and hated everything, but I still stuck with moving my body. I still stuck with the 15 minutes of lifting or the 15 minutes of yoga and the running habit. Well, I didn't want that to completely go away during the winter. So the running habit, it would look like, again, bundling up when it was bearable outside. But if it was negative 12 degrees, the running would be going outside and running back and forth on the sidewalk for one minute to keep the habit, to keep the identity of being a runner during the winter. Or I would go into my basement run back and forth for just a minute. And that minute sounds dumb. It sounds like, oh, what does that do? What does it do? It keeps the habit. That's what it does. Keeps the habit of being a runner. It keeps the habit habit of putting on your running shoes. It keeps the habit of making yourself get off the effing couch and go do something. It keeps that habit. It keeps that identity, that aspirational identity that, no, look, I am a runner. What do runners do? They run. Doesn't matter that I'm not running fast. Doesn't matter that I'm not outside and doing race. I'm still going to keep with running. And so as much as 2020 sucked, it was this transformative year where I needed to really create habits to be consistent with. And I'm thankful for that. And I remember at the 2019, at the end of 2019, I knew that that was going to be my goal for 2020 was to create systems, systems for self-care. This is before I created the website systems for self-care. But I remember I made a, made a post on Instagram that was like, you know, in my past years, I've started and stopped. I've started and stopped. Right now, I'm focusing on systems because like James Clear says, we don't rise to our goals, but we fall to our systems. So what systems can I have in place 
so that, you know, I just consistently show up. And then when the pandemic happened, it was like, all right, well, I'm just going to put my head down and I'm just going to keep following through with my systems. I'm just going to keep following through and doing my habits. It doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. It doesn't matter that it feels like the world is falling apart. This is the thing, showing up and doing these things for myself. This is what's going to keep me sane throughout all of this. Um, movement for mental health, <laughs> serious about it, so important. Um, so that's what I continued with at the beginning of 2020. And it wasn't until, um, I think, you know, when things started to warm up, probably around March, March was tough. That's when, you know, my father-in-law passed away. That's when Jameson had the old dog syndrome, the vertigo for two weeks. March was hard, but I still stuck with moving my body. That did not get thrown out, Right. Because we need to have systems for self-care even during times of stress. A lot of people drop their systems. They drop their healthy habits when life is stressful. But it's like, no, that's actually when you need that shit because it's going to help keep you sane. And it's going to help you move through the stress instead of bottling it up and then feeling like a mess once this stressful thing in life has passed, now feeling guilt and disappointment in yourself because you stopped doing things. So I continue to move my body through March, continue to move my body um, and eat well, eat the five peds through, you know, the craziness of getting the vaccines and waiting for them and all of this continued that. And it wasn't until April that I, you know, it finally started to warm up and we're like outside and just being active, right? So um, there was a podcast that I did with Jason Fitzgerald years ago where he's like, no, you need he, when he talks to his clients, when he talks to his, um, runners, he's like, you're not a runner. You're an endurance athlete who specializes in running. That doesn't, that doesn't really resonate with me. I don't see myself as necessarily an athlete. I do see myself as a runner, but more so I see myself as an active person who happens to run. Running is one of the ways that I'm active. Biking is another way that I'm active. Walking is another way that I'm active. Mm, lifting weights is another way that I'm active. Um, we actually just started talking about the pools here in Chicago opened up. And we talked about like, it would be cool if we just walked over. There's a pool, like like a six minute walk from us. We went there and swam like once or twice a week, right? Just different ways of being active. And so it's interesting when I started this podcast, like I thought I was going to be a running coach. Like I was like, I'm going to go get certified. I'm going to help people become runners. And then I was like, you know, I, it's not really about the running. It's about being active. It's about showing up and doing stuff for yourself. It's about moving your body and, um, being consistent and taking care of your, taking care of your mental health by being active and doing things with your physical health. Right. And so the podcast has definitely changed over the years and my relationship with running has changed over the years, but let's bring it, let's bring it to uh, present day, right? So all of that starting and stopping, what does running look like for me right now? Well, we talk about it every Friday, but maybe you, have, you haven't listened to Friday. So what does it look like on Mondays? Uh, on Mondays, I just walk, <laughs> walk for, um, take the pup for a walk and then go for a walk. On Tuesdays, take the pup for a walk and then I go for a 20 minute run. 20 minutes is the minimum. Um, usually it ends up being 35 minutes, but 20 minutes is the minimum. So if I'm like, it's cold out, it's hot out, it's raining, I don't want to be outside, 20 minutes is the minimum, but usually I'd make it to 35 minutes. 
So that's Tuesday, Wednesday, repeat that Thursday, repeat that. And then I also go to a run club on Thursday evenings with some amazing women and get some more mileage in there. Friday is no running, just walking, take the pup for a walk, go for, go for a walk by myself. Saturday have been doing this free 5k with Kara, which is Chicago area runners association been doing that on Fridays for March, probably right after we got vaccinated um, or maybe April, yeah, probably April, <laughs> but like free 5k. So I don't, so training for a race is not in my um, near future. I have a marathon scheduled for 2022. That's the, the one that got canceled in 2020. So I have that one, but running the goal is the goal is to be consistent. That's it. That was something too, that, you know, when I work with clients, we talk about, um, your stuck identity and your aspirational identity. My stuck identity was sporadic quitter starter and stopper. My aspirational identity in 2020 was be a consistent person. Every single day I would write, you know, I'm working on being a consistent person. Here's some evidence of how I am being consistent. You can only be consistent if you consistently take daily action. There's no way to be consistent if you're sporadically taking action, right? So my aspirational identity, it's like, what, um, what actions do I need to take to be that person? And I was very authoritative. It was not permissive. I was not authoritarian, but I was very authoritative and a no-nonsense nurturer in taking daily action to get to where I'm at right now. You know, I just wrote an email to my email list about how I've lost 32 pounds. Not since the pandemic, probably seven pounds since the pandemic. But overall, from where I was at my highest weight to where I'm at right now, it's 32 pounds. And it didn't happen from quick fix plans. It didn't happen um, from anything extreme. It didn't happen with anything that I can't be consistent with. I lost these these next seven, these last, these bleh, most recent seven pounds, um, not even looking at the scale every day, not looking at the scoreboard, by, but just running through the plays. There's a part in Atomic Habits where he talks about a basketball team. You know, if the, if the basketball team is constantly just staring at the scoreboard, they're not going to make any changes. But if they're const- if they're focusing on running their plays during the game, then that scoreboard is actually going to change, right? They're going to score points. It's going to move in the direction they want it to move. So for me, right, I haven't been getting on the scale every two seconds. I've just been focus- focusing on my daily actions. Let me show up and go for a walk. Let me show up and go for a run. Let me show up and lift weights. Let me show up and eat a five-piece salad. Let me show up and drink water. Let me show up and have a single serving dessert, right? Things that I can actually be consistent with. And here's how my life has gotten better. I used to feel a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of what if questions. There would be a lot of what if, you know, what if you don't go run today? What what if you just let yourself not run? What if you, you know, uh, do you really have to go do that? There used to be so much mental gymnastics, so much conversation in my head if I was going to show up and do the thing or if I was just going to stay in bed and watch uh, Millionaire Matchmaker, marathons of that, right? I no longer have that mental gymnastics. I have peace with my mind. When I wake up in the morning, there's no conversation about if I'm going to go for a walk or not. That's just what we do. At lunchtime, there's no conversation about what I'm going to have for lunch. It's just a five-piece salad. So all of that decision fatigue, that choice overwhelm, analysis paralysis, what else? The paradox of choice, having too many choices actually overwhelms us. 
let's just follow through with my actions. I'm the happiest, definitely the healthiest and the most confident that I've ever been. When I say healthiest, um, there are times that maybe what it looked like, like it was on my plate, like, oh, I'm eating super clean. But like the the stuff I was saying in my head was not very great. I was very mean to myself. Like, mm, if you want to, you know, if you want a flat belly, why are you eating cheese? You shouldn't be, put creamer in your coffee. That's not like a healthy lifestyle. It's not a healthy way to talk to yourself. But now it's like, no, yeah, I'm having cream in my coffee and I'm going to enjoy it. And also there's going to be a little cheese on my salad and I'm going to enjoy it. This is the healthiest the healthiest like mental health, the healthiest way of talking to myself that I've ever been. And when it comes to, I think a lot of people, when they start something, there's this initial, there's this immediate fear. What if this doesn't work? What if I quit on this? What if, you know, what if I lose this weight and then I gain all of it back? There's that scarcity and there's not that trust, right? I have that trust. It's like, I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about gaining weight ever again. I don't have to worry about not eating in a way that feels good because these are, this is just how I do it. This is just built into who I am because I have deliberately been practicing this over and over and over for the last year and a half, right? After years and years of starting and stopping, not being able to be consistent with extremely extreme plans, I've just been deliberately practicing things that I can actually be consistent with. I get to be happy, help, happier, healthier, confident, there's trust. There's not all of this thinking about stuff. No, just do it. That's just what you do. It doesn't matter. There doesn't even matter if there's that voice that says maybe you won't do it. Nope, you're still going to do it, right? I want that for you. I, I want to take away that the mental gymnastics. And I want you to just think about, like, really just imagine what life would be like if you just consistently showed up for yourself. If you just consistently had these habits, imagine what life would be like if you didn't have to think so much about food. You didn't have to make a hundred decisions when it comes to meals. You just know this is what you do. Imagine what life would be like if you didn't have to have so much back and forth about if you're going to go and if you're not going to go for a run or if you're going to go lift weights or you're not going to go lift weights. And that's just what you do. Imagine the confidence that you would feel in yourself. Um, When you look in the mirror, when you show up in a room, when you wake up in the morning and you go to bed at night, just imagine that life. I want that for you. You're deserving of that life. So I really hope, I want to make that possible for you. And the Summer Consistency Camp, that's going to make it possible for you. I created this because I struggled with this for so long. And I don't want you to continue to experience that trouble, that struggle. Maybe you've experienced it the last few years similar to me. I found a way out of it. And I want to help you get that way out of it too. So enroll in Summer Consistency Camp. Do not wait. This is the thing that's going to help you be consistent and actually change your life. You're hearing this from a health and life coach, not a diet coach, not just a running coach, but someone who's going to help you actually focus on overall health and the life that you're creating. Click the link in the show notes to enroll in Summer Consistency Camp. That is the story of how I became a runner. We'll talk a little bit more tomorrow about how I lost these 32 pounds. I'm going to go into very specifically how this actually happened and why life is better because it's not actually about the scale. We know that. But why my life is better because of where I'm at right now. I will see you tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Bye.